Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. around 19 years old, I walked away from the Lord. I was raised in church all my life. At the time, it felt good. It felt like I was making the best decision. But little did I know, I was making a mess out of my life. I went places I never thought that I would go. The things I never thought I would do. I was depressed. I had anxiety. My doctor had me on five different medications at one time to manage my emotions and nothing could help but Jesus. And I remember, I remember I came here, I came here on, a, on, on May of 2020 and our pastor came up to me and he said the prophecy never dies and the prophecy over your life is not finished. The promise that God has and I think you know the end of the story but I want to tell you not only did he show me mercy but he gave me my joy back. He gave me my peace and if he did it for me, how much more willing is he to do it for you? God is in this place today.
Testimonies today weren't those so powerful? Amen, amen, amen. Great. Well, remain standing. Grab your Bibles with me and turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 30. To all of our guests that are here, we're so thankful that you took time to be here today. We enjoyed this graduation of our next steps, and we're so thankful for that. And appreciate the teaching this morning. Thankful to be in the house of God. I'm so thankful for each and every single one of you. I feel like I'm privileged to pastor the greatest people in the world. And to get to see uh, so many new people that are coming to the church. One of our extended members that doesn't get to be here often, but told me they said there's so many new people at the anchor. And uh, I'm so thankful. Amen. We're going to fill this building up and the next one. Can you say amen? Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, it's good sitting beside you in church today. Of course, you said that while you're standing. I, I recognize that. But uh, I, I'm going to read Psalms chapter 30. And it says... I will extol thee. That means to praise enthusiastically. When you extol God, you praise him enthusiastically, which we, we do and have been doing today. Oh, Lord, for thou hast lifted me up 
Anybody ever needed a pickup? Man, that's everybody. And has not made my foes to rejoice over me. Oh, Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Oh, what a powerful story. Oh, Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his. That's what we've been doing, hasn't it? And give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. There's nobody like him. You can search the world over. You can't find anybody like him. How many know he's holy and he's righteous and he's pure? He's in a class all by himself. He's God. Verse 5 says, For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. My text comes from the next statement. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. There's some tears that I've got to endure in the nighttime, but nighttime does not last for always. It's only a moment. It's only a season. I'm coming out with joy. Somebody shout, I'm coming out of this with joy. Verse 11 said, Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. Oh Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee. Somebody shout forever. Praise God. I'm glad to be in a preaching church today. Love the word. I'd like to preach to you simply today from this text. In the darkness of the night. In the darkness of the night. Look at your neighbor and say, in the darkness of the night. God bless you. You may be seated. I, I was trying to find something good in the, in the dark. And uh, how many's ever stubbed your toe in the dark? Man, you were, you were, there was nothing to be thankful of when you stub your toe in the dark. My, my wife likes, she loves change. And so every now and then the furniture will be moved when I get home. And that can be a dangerous thing to walk into your house. And the couch is not where it was. I've even come home, the bedroom's been turned around. When you have children, they move things as well. Nighttime is typically symbolic to dark time. It's a rough time of life. It was a dark season. It was a dark time. It's a nighttime in my world. What good can there be in darkness? Maybe the question, what good can come out of where I'm at? And study, I began to research a little bit about what good is there in darkness. And one of the things that study would reveal in the articles I read at least is that, is that when, when it is dark, your body produces melatonin and allows you to sleep well. You can get supplemental melatonin, but it's always best if it's produced naturally. But when you are sleeping and if the light is on or a light is on, if you can see light, your body does not produce the amount of melatonin it's supposed to to give you the depth of sleep that you're supposed to have. They would tell us that if you're not sleeping, you're not healing. You have to sleep to heal. And to have good sleep, you have to have total darkness. 
So all you night light sleepers have to have the whole light on because you're scared of something going to happen in the dark. Proof is your body does not sleep as good as it should unless it's absolute total darkness, no light at all. When the immunity is where it should be, it heals a lot of diseases. It heals a lot of things. It's the force within you that causes you to heal. The point is if there's no darkness, there's no healing. Darkness is a powerful thing. My, 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 my grandfather worked in the coal mines and he worked night shift. It's already dark in the coal mines, but my dad tells me my grandfather died when I was three months old, so I never got to know him, but he, he painted his walls black, his ceiling black, and the windows were painted black. And his entire bedroom was nothing but black because he had to sleep during the day. and He couldn't get good sleep, especially having 12 children. I don't think they make sleep and 12 children in the house at the same time. He, his room was pitch black to try to find rest in the day. I'll never forget that and recently reminded is that my dad, he went to Alaska and, and uh, he was just there a week or so ago and, and one of the bucket lists that he had while he was in Alaska was to see the Aurora Lights or the Northern Lights. And, uh, and I called him, I said, how's it going? He said, it's cloudy. He said, but the skies are going to clear. And uh, he sent videos and clips. They said it's some of the brightest northern lights they've ever seen up there. And he was able to see that. He said, it moved my soul. Well, it didn't happen for me. I wish it had happened for me when I was in Alaska. I've been there twice, and both times the northern lights were out, and I didn't look up. I went to see the light. I was there. Sister Annie, you were there. and Brother Dave Brown was there on that trip. And uh, when I got to the airport, 4 o'clock in the morning, I walked up and the stewardess said, did you, the person checking me in, she said, did you enjoy your stay in Alaska? I said, I loved it. Man, I'm telling you, when God designed these mountains, he was flexing. I mean, he was showing off. Those mountains are so massive. It's unbelievable to see that. And I said, I wanted to see the northern lights. She said, they're out there right now. I said, what? She said some of the brightest they've ever seen. Look at this video. My friend just posted this. And I went out, but I couldn't see it because of the light. The polite pollution of, of the airport lights everywhere. I couldn't see it. All I had to do on the way to the airport, instead of looking at the road, was look at the sky. Sometimes darkness allows you to see things you would never see on a normal day. The natural light can sometimes blind us from what we see in the dark. You wouldn't know the stars were there unless it was dark at night. You wouldn't know there was anything beyond these heavens unless there was the, 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 the earth except it was dark at night. Darkness allows you to see what you cannot see in the day. I read in Psalms 139. In the New Living Translation, I read it and saw it this way. It stuck out to me. And it says, you made me all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous in how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. He said, you saw me before I was born. 
Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. In the writing of talking about dark times, he said, I am reminded that when I was in the womb, I was developed in the darkness of the womb. It's in the darkness of my life that I find that's where you are developing me. Could I say darkness is not always wrong? Dark times, I know they're hard and misunderstood. But it's in the darkness of the night that God will allow you to see things you've never seen before. If there was no darkness, we would have never understood a verse that said, let there be light, and there was light. It was in the darkness upon unstable earth that the Bible says, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the deep. Darkness was on, on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. And he said, let there be light. Somebody shout, light. And there was light. And the Bible says that the light was day and the darkness he called night. But can I say to you today, there wasn't a sun, there wasn't a moon, and there wasn't a stars created on this day. It wasn't the light of the sun. It wasn't the light of, of the moon on the first day of creation. It was the light of his glory. It was a light you can't see with the naked eye. It's a light that you can only see in the spirit. Can I preach to you today? There is a light that is better than the sunlight. There is a light that's better than the lesser light called the moon. There's a light better than your candlelight. There's a light better than the incandescence, Edison bulbs, LED. There's a light that is better than any natural light that you can find. It is the light of God. Somebody shout, the light of God. In the tabernacle, when they went in, they built a tabernacle that was so strategically built. It was layered with badger skins dyed red. When you went in, it was built so there wouldn't be one external ray of light. The first habitation of God in a building, the tabernacle was made so complex in such design of woven work that there wasn't allowed to be a ray of light from the outside. It was to be total pitch black. When you enter into the tabernacle, it would have been absolute black except there was the menorah or the seven-tiered golden candlesticks. It was there, it was lit by pure olive oil that would flow into those candlesticks. That fire didn't come from friction sticks, a big lighter, that fire came from God out on the altar of repentance, the altar of sacrifice. A fire had come out of the heavens and fell upon that altar. They were to keep that light, that fire burning. They took hot coals and, and, and tongs or censers and they carried it into that dark room. If you can, just, just hold in your hand a censer, will you? And, 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 and let, let the room go dark. The only thing you can see when you go in there, when you walk into that tower, it's just pitch black. You got a shoe bread here, table of shoe bread. You got the altar of incense in the middle. You got the, the golden candlesticks of menorah. And they went up there and they took the fire off the altar and lit the seven candlesticks that was there. When it did, it illuminated the room. God has a place in his kingdom that you walk by faith and not by sight. 
There's some things we see that the unbeliever cannot see. There's things we understand that the unbeliever does not understand. You know why? There is a light of his salvation. And sometimes it's only revealed in our world when our world becomes dark to us. When our world becomes chaos. Can I tell you? He's the God of my salvation. He's the light of... Can I preach to you today? God is the light of my salvation. Is there anybody in this building that believes in that great light? He is that great light. Somebody shout, God is my light. And when they would be in the holy place, it's powerful. They would be in the holy place, able to function the spiritual things, to eat the, the shoe bread, represent the word of God, to be able to truly worship. You know why there's atheists? Because the light hadn't come on yet. Agnostics, the light hasn't come on yet. Some of you weren't sure until the dark time revealed a need for God. And when you begin to seek him like Brother Rick and Sister Cindy did, they needed God. And they turned to the Lord. The light came on in their world. It was darkness that revealed the light. It was a nighttime moment that revealed the light. Can I tell some of you, your world's going to remain dark until you turn to the light. Your world's going to remain in chaos until you turn to the light. And you're going to go back and say, I thank God for the dark moment because it allowed me to see the light. Come on, somebody wrote a song one time that said, I saw the light. I saw the light no more in darkness, no more in night. Is there anybody in this building you can say, I thank God for amazing grace because I once was blind, but now I see. I once was dark, but now the light has come on in my life. Somebody shout dark times. Dark times are tough times. But when you went past the veil in the holy place, when you got in there, there was no golden candlestick. The Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God was all by itself. Once a year, the high priest could go in there. He would purify in his mind and separate himself from what everybody else was doing. He would separate from the way people were living. He would isolate because he wanted every thought to be pure when he would enter into the Holy of Holies. Everybody say the Holy of Holies. When he would go into the Holy of Holies, the room was lit, not with any candlesticks. It was lit with the light of the Shekinah glory of God. It was a manifestation of his presence that was set there. Can I say to you, don't look at education as the answer. It's the light of this world. Don't, don't look for the wisdom of man. It's the light of this world. There's a moment no man can help you. Your education can't help you. Your finances, your friends and family can't help you. Nobody can touch that emotional issue that you're dealing with. It's a dark time. Everywhere you look, you can't find direction. The Bible says even the blind lead the blind end up in the ditch. But it's in those moments. If you'll close your eyes and open up your spirit and look to the hills that's come at your help, your help will come from the Lord. You will see a light shine down in your darkness. He said, I called upon the Lord and he heard me. I prayed to God and he healed me. What I'm saying in the dark moments of your life, when you've run out of resources, call on the name of Jesus, for Jesus is the light of your life. He will be the light of your salvation. Somebody shout Jesus. 
Somebody say in the darkness of the night. Call upon the name of Jesus. And then the holy of holies. When you walk in there, there was a glow literally of this room that was about 10 feet by 10 feet by 10 feet. Ark of the Covenant. And it glowed with the glory of God. It goes back all the way to the first day of creation. Darkness was upon the face of the But God stepped in and he said, let there be light. And the light came. Not the sun, not the moon, not the stars. Can I say to every believer in the room right now, that's why when we get to heaven, there's no need of the sun. That's what the Bible tells us. There's no need of the sun. You know why? For the Lamb shall be the light thereof. Whew. If you only realize what Christianity was about, it's not about just living better. It's about living in His light. Living in his love. The Bible says in John 1 and 1. Let's turn there. John 1 and 1. Throw it up here. The book of John chapter 1 verse 1. I want everybody to see what the Bible says about him. It says in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was Life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth where? In darkness. If you're going through a dark moment, and I know some of you are, because the Lord has spoken to my spirit. Some of you have given up. Some of you don't want to live. Some of you almost throwing the towel. The, the towel because you just don't know what to do. It seems darkness. And there's no way to face that you find any direction. Could I say to you today, he is the light that shines in darkness. I said he's the light that shines in darkness. Don't you dare think about suicide when he's the light. Don't you think about taking yourself out when he's the light. Don't you think about giving up when he's the light. He's the light of my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? Somebody shout, Jesus is the light. Oh my goodness, and when he was born, Luke tells us when he was born, when Jesus was born, he was born during a time of taxation. He, he didn't show up in the happy holidays like we celebrate. We celebrate him, amen, because we're happy. But when he showed up, it wasn't silver bells and city sidewalks. Dressed in holiday style. I don't know what's coming to me right now. In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Slaves ring. Are you listening? No, we're happy because of what he did. But when he showed up, he didn't show up and everybody was skipping a doodah. Shopping. No, 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 no. They couldn't shop. They didn't have any money to shop. They were, they were in bondage to the Romans. Tax collectors were coming in. When Joseph and Mary went back to their town, guess what? Oh, little town of Bethlehem. They go back to the little town. They're going back to pay their taxes. They're getting robbed by their own people. The Bible says, and when they were being taxed, and some of you feel like everything has been stripped from you, taken from you, 
You work hard to have less. You do more to, to, to step backwards. And you feel it a dark moment of your life. And guess what? Jesus said, that's when I'm going to be born. I'm going to show up at the worst time of your life. I'm going to show up when everybody's taking advantage of you. Everybody's giving up on you, including yourself. He shows up. There's no room for him in the end. He goes to the lowest estate. He is born in a barn. Are y'all ready for Christmas? Laid in a manger. No room for him. But guess what happened when he was born? There's a star that was hung in the heavens. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Because they knew this is the fulfillment of prophecy that the Savior has come. And when they saw the star, could I just word it this way? When they saw the light. And the light moved to where he was. And you could follow the light and that light will always lead you to him. And when you get him, you don't need any other king. You don't need anybody else. Oh, I'm preaching somebody right now. When they saw the star, can I say to you, weeping may endure for a night, but the star's on the way. Weeping may endure for a night, but the sun's about to rise in your life. Weeping may endure for a night. I know it's been painful, but it's not going to be painful anymore. God's about to shine down in your dark. Come on, is there any witnesses in the building? You can say, I remember when it was dark. I remember when it was undone. And God's light shined upon me. Somebody shout hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, God's about to shine his light on your life. Be seated for a moment. Her name was Sister Frazier. Sister Frazier operated in the gifts of the Spirit. She was blind from what I understand her whole life. She was blind, but she was a seer. And the Bible says that they used to be called seers, but now they're called prophets. She was a prophetess. She was a seer. She could not see, but the Lord would move on her. And in her blinded state, she would go walking across the congregation. Walk up to somebody that she's never seen their face. Maybe doesn't even know where they sit. But with blinded eyes, she could walk right up and give them a word and say, it's going to be all right. And you write it down in your Bible that it's going to be all right. You date it today is 11-19-2023. And the Lord said, it's going to be all right. She could walk up to them and give them a word from the Lord. And when she would give them a word from the Lord, how did she know? Except that she could see without the light that you and I depend on to see. You see, there is another light. She told her husband one time, she said, I would like you to take me. She said, uh, uh, she, she got up, she said, I want you to take me to such and such hospital. And... Um, Told him the hospital to take her to. He drove her because she's blind. Drove her to the hospital. She said, take me to the second floor. and Such and such room. This is the room number I want you to take me to. Take her to the room. He, he takes her. They go up the elevator. They go to the room. Knock on the door. 
and a neighboring pastor from another town answers the door and said, Brother Sister Frazier, what are y'all doing here? No one knows that we're here. How did you know that we are here? She said, the Lord showed me. Because there is a light in a dark hour. Woo. The Lord told her one time, said, I can give you your eyes and I can let you see. I've seen five blinded eyes open in church. I have. I saw one lady blinded eyes open in, in Coshocton. So the Cody, you were standing beside me. I felt the glory of God come in there. She was blind. She couldn't see anybody in the building. Glory of God came in the building. I told Brother Cody, I said, do you feel that? He said, yes, I do. I said, Lord's doing something special here today, just like I felt when I was in Guatemala. And uh, I said, God's doing something. After service, this lady that couldn't even shake my hand when I put her hand in front of her face before church. I, I mean, my hand was that close to her. She, did, she, she just stared straight. She couldn't even see my hand that close. After church, she said, I got something I want to say. I said, go ahead. They hand her a microphone. She said, I've never seen anybody in this building but during praise and worship. When the presence of God came here in a precious way, he opened my eyes. I can see the detail of every corner of this building, every face in this building because God is a miracle worker and he can bring light to your darkness. He can. And I'm not only going to tell you he can. He's about to any second now. He's about to shine where it's been dark. He's about to bring light where there's been death. He was... Do you believe what I'm preaching? He's able. He's able. He told Sister Frazier, I can give your sight to you. He said, but when, when I give you a word for somebody, when you see their face, you won't tell them what I want you to tell them because you'll fear their face. She said, you keep the sight and just let me have the vision. Because she could see in perfect darkness. You ever, you ever wondered why? Elijah wrapped his face in a mantle. You ever wonder why Mount Carmel, about to be one of the greatest revival, that he buried his head between his knees? You ever wonder why the posture of the prophet was to put himself in darkness? Are y'all with me right now? The Bible says he wrapped his face in his mantle when he heard the still small voice of God. I'm going to tell you why. Because prophets can see in total darkness. And when there was no rain for three and a half years and it was a dark time in Israel, he buried his head between his knees because he started hearing the sound of abundance of rain. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. hadn't been one in three and a half years. He buried his head in his knees and closed his eyes and he told the young man, go up to the top of the mountain and tell me what you see. And Brother Steve, when he, he returned, he said, I don't see anything. He said, get back up there. You know why? Because the prophet could see what you couldn't see with your natural eye. Get back up there again. I don't see anything. Get back up there again. Seven times there he comes. All the only thing I see is a cloud the size of a man's hand. He said, you better run. Rain's on the way. I'm telling you what I feel today is that you've had darkness. But the light's about to break through. I don't care what the doctor said. The light is going to shine. And when God's light shines, it heals. <laughs> I know I'm preaching to some people right now. It's not over yet. You know what you need to do? You need to just get up and lift your head and say, let there be light. Come on, let there be light. Is there anybody in the building that can get to your feet and say, let there be light? Light's about to come to my darkness. Come on, stand to your feet all over the building. Let there be light.
Let there be light. Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. The place of development is in dark times. It's where the... Let me feel this. Would you stretch your hands to the Lord? I feel the burning power of God. Receive that word from the Lord. Receive that word from the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to reach over and lay your hand on your neighbor. I want everybody praying. That was tongues and interpretation. I didn't bring the darkness to destroy you. It's going to strengthen you. The light is coming. Come on, there's healing flowing through prayer today. There's light. There's light. There's light. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. How extol thee, O Lord. For thou hast lifted me up, has not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. I'm telling you, there's healing in this room. Come here, going through some dark things right now. Would you raise your hand? I hear, I hear the, 
statement of an old song, there shall be light in the evening time. Everything he did at creation started in the dark. And he brought it to light with development. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to step out of your seat. I want you to come to this altar for everybody that needs a moment with God, a light in your darkness. Come on. Come on. No one's going to embarrass you. God is going to bring light to the darkness. I knew I had a word from the Lord. God is going to fix it. On some of you prayer warriors and intercessors that have the ability to see with your eyes closed, meaning seeing the prophecies and promises of the things of God in the Spirit. Don't you tell the Lord, I, I surrender to you. Go ahead and tell the Lord, Lord, let there be light in my life. You'll give it to the Lord, I promise you. He's going to heal it and fix it. In the name of Jesus, oh. There's healing sweeping this room right now. God's doing what I cannot. God's fixing what you can't. Tomorrow, if you're watching online, be healed. The Lord's doing something right now in you. Light is shining. I see light coming into your home. I do. A glowing light filling your home with warmth and love and forgiveness and unity. I see light coming. Light coming into your spirit. There's light. <laughs> He's the light. Jesus is the light. There's healing coming. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.